no one will snatch them out of my hand. See, at the beginning of the time, the devil deceived mankind. And he led them not to green pastures, but to his pigsty of sin. And all those who rebelled with the devil against their Lord will join him in the fiery destruction of hell and eternal torment. But Jesus promises, not only are you free, not only do you have the gift of eternal life, not only are you free from the devil and will not perish, but he cannot snatch you. The devil with his pigsty and his schemes cannot force you away from your good shepherd who you now hear. This message is from Rock of Ages Lutheran Church in Payson, Arizona, May 8, 2022. John 10, 30. Sometimes it's pretty easy to spot a fake. I'm sure there are a lot of moms who've noticed how their children can distinguish between the, the name brand popular macaroni and cheese and an imitation brand. Some kids can even smell the difference a mile away. Of course, a lot of those same moms themselves can distinguish between their premium favorite roasted coffee brand versus a, a cheaper, inferior brand. Now maybe with uh, coffee and macaroni, spotting the difference, though some might disagree, isn't so important or vital. But sometimes spotting the difference between what is legitimate and real and what is not is crucial. Consider when it comes to the Christian faith, spotting what is the, the true word of Christ and what is not. Or what is it to be a true disciple and follower of Christ and one who does not belong to Christ? Today we see how we can find that distinction and know the difference with spiritual matters as Jesus responds to those who are questioning his legitimacy as we turn to John chapter 10. And there we'll see how truth marches victorious over empty words. John gives us a scene in chapter 10 here where the, the festival is being celebrated in Jerusalem that's called the Festival of Dedication. And you see, what happened was about 200 years before Jesus' time, there were those who were looking on in the temple and, and seeing how there was an illegitimate God being worshipped in the temple. You see, Antiochus Epiphanes, a ruler in the Greek Empire, had erected an altar to Zeus in the temple of the Lord and was offering up swine, pigs, an unclean animal, as sacrifice on the altar. So the faithful ancient Israelite could spot this imitation, this false worship, hundreds of miles away. And they sought to fix that and purify the temple. Then with the Maccabean revolt, the priests were able to remove the, the false worship and restore true and pure worship of the Lord once again in the temple. This uh, festival of dedication in the temple was, at Jesus' time, still a week-long celebration in Jerusalem. Today it's perhaps better known as Hanukkah, and it's still celebrated by devout Jews. Well, as Jesus walked around on this particular Hanukkah, there were those who considered Jesus and they thought they had found in Jesus to be an imposter, a false messiah. And so they gathered around Jesus, it says. The term here for gathering in your Bible actually means to encircle. 
Because you see, they had tried to kill Jesus before and had failed, but not this attempt. Now they were surrounding him and they posed their challenge. They said, how long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Messiah, tell us plainly. Now this wasn't so much a a request for clarification or more information. This was actually a challenge. And it was put there so that Jesus would be put on the spot so that they could take up the stones that were around them and begin to pelt him to death with stones. They were going to rid the temple courtyards and the world, for that matter, of this, as they thought, illegitimate Messiah. Jesus responded, I did tell you, but you do not believe. Still today, you'll find those who oppose the word of Christ. And they're not always the atheists who are directly opposed to God. But sometimes, like, like these Jews, there are those who are religiously devout, who know the teaching of Jesus, and yet who stand against it, despite knowing it. In fact, these devout Jews stand against the word of Christ, even though they had evidence and supporting truth around him. Still today, people will do that. They'll hear and they know the word of Christ and they'll ask a question, not for clarification, but as a challenge against the word of God, which they've heard. They'll maybe say something like, how can you believe that the the world was formed in six ordinary days? Or you don't really believe or suppose that, that God made us male and female and that he gave us the gift of marriage between one man and one woman? They know what God's word says, but they stand against it, ready to challenge it. And they may even present other challenges, such as, how could you possibly believe? You don't really believe that all the animals fit on something like Noah's Ark, or you don't believe all of the Bible is true, do you? And they'll stand opposed to the word of Christ. They'll challenge practices like the care that's practiced around communion and church fellowship. Or they'll say things like, you don't really believe that baptism or the Lord's Supper conveys God's grace. The challenge is set. Uh, They're already hostile. No matter what you do or what you say, you could try to post a cute picture on Facebook, but they will oppose it. Jesus said, I did tell you but you do not believe. How do you handle this? When someone has identified the word of Christ that you hold to and his word is illegitimate, Jesus responds and says, I did tell you, but you do not believe. The works I do in my Father's name testify about me. Jesus not only told them his word, but he confirmed it with wonderful signs and miracles. He had healed the paralyzed. He had raised the dead. He had shown his power over the devil by driving out demons. But still, Jesus says, those works, they testify about me, but you do not believe me. You can't force someone to accept the word of Christ Someone who is lost and who is fighting and raging against the truth will take their empty words, empty words from the lies of the devil and the cunning of this world, and they will stand hostile and opposed to God's word. Why? Jesus says, You do not believe because you are not my sheep. Notice there's only two camps, the way that the scripture presents it. 
You're either a sheep in the pen of your God, in the kingdom of God, and you belong to your God, or you are in the pigsty of the enemies of God, the devil, encaged within his terrible reign and in darkness. There is no sort of a disciple of Jesus who accepts some of the words of Christ. Jesus says, my sheep, listen to my voice. And to listen to the voice of Jesus is to hear what he says throughout the pages of scripture. It is to take whatever he says and to say this is truth. And don't misunderstand. Some Christians will say, well, only the parts of the Bible are Jesus's voice. Maybe only the, the red letter parts of the Bible, which are the words of Christ, maybe only those are the things I need to listen to. And they'll pit the Bible against itself by saying, I listen to the Bible, but I don't listen to what, what Paul says about the role of men and women and, and marriage and sexuality. Jesus doesn't say that. And they'll try to pit the shepherd's voice against himself. But those who listen to the voice of Christ, listen to the word, Christ is the word in the flesh. And to listen to him as your good shepherd is to listen to all of the scriptures. All scripture is God breathed. All scripture is the word of our Christ, our good shepherd. And so to take part of it is to not take all of your shepherd's word. And to not listen to your shepherd is to not belong to him. Jesus says, my sheep, listen to my voice. I know them. Not only does Jesus identify us as his sheep, but he knows who are his sheep, the real legitimate sheep. And notice what he says here. He says, I know them. He knows us who have sinned. He knows us who as sheep have often so many times gone astray from the, the word of our shepherd, who have believed the lies around us in social media and the world, who have turned to the devil's cunning. But Jesus still says that we are my sheep. He calls us his own. In grace, we belong to him. Listen to your good shepherd. How do you identify those who are true and what is true spiritually? Jesus says, listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. They're not only those who know the, the words and promises of Christ, but they are guided by the word of Christ in their life. He set them free from the slavery of sin and the, the trap of the devil. And he says, I give them eternal life. You see, where we, we stood once was that we had listened to the voice of the devil. That's the way our, our ancestors, Adam and Eve, were. They had listened to the rebellion against God and taken the imitation, the false, for what was true. And replaced the truth for empty words, the lies of the devil. And Adam and Eve were brought from the paradise of God's love and safe in his care to the pigsty of the devil. And they were destined and doomed under the curse to join the devil and his angels in the fires of hell forever. They did not belong to their shepherd until the shepherd spoke up and they heard his voice as he called them, my sheep. And you heard the voice of your shepherd who calls you his own, my sheep. And you listen to his voice and you hear the wonderful promises of your God calling you out of darkness as he said, 
I give them eternal life. We will be with our shepherd, our living king forever. Our shepherd described earlier on in John 10 how he won this eternal life by laying down his life for his sheep. Rising again, he assures us we have life. And notice he doesn't say, my sheep who strive hard enough to stay on the path or my sheep who find their way have eternal life. He says, I give them eternal life. Our gracious shepherd gives us green pastures where we will dwell with him forever, the gift of eternal life. And here further, the voice of your shepherd as he says, you shall never perish. The devil and his angels are lost and will be sent to hell. But you have escaped the flames of hell and will never perish as you listen to your shepherd who gives you the gift of eternal life. Your shepherd says elsewhere and earlier in John's gospel, whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. Fellow sheep, listen to your good shepherd. Hear his voice, despite all the, the cunning and lies of the devil who would cause confusion about what is truth and turn you aside from the word of God. Listen to his voice and first and primarily hear his gracious promises, his gift of eternal life, his promise that you will never perish. That is the true voice of your shepherd. He says, you are secure. No one will snatch them out of my hand. See, at the beginning of the time, the devil deceived mankind and he led them not to green pastures, but to his pigsty of sin. And all those who rebelled with the devil against their Lord will join him in the fiery destruction of hell and eternal torment. But Jesus promises, not only are you free, not only do you have the gift of eternal life, not only are you free from the devil and will not perish, but he cannot snatch you. The devil with his pigsty and his schemes cannot force you away from your good shepherd who you now hear. The shepherd has called you by his word, giving you his gracious promises and continues to guide you as you follow him in life. And he promises you and tells you where the goal is. The goal, the goal is life everlasting in his eternal kingdom. And he will continue to protect you along the way and keep you safe from the devil's attacks. Listen to your shepherd. Yes, there are a lot of those who will attack the voice of Christ and they will come and they will challenge the word of truth. But as you listen to your shepherd, you hear his gracious promises and in love and thanksgiving, you follow your shepherd because he has set you free. And hearing his word and guided by his word, you have life. And your shepherd promises you will remain free. He says, my father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my father's hand. I and the father are one. Listen to your shepherd, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Jesus notice he's not saying he is the Father, but he is one being with the Father, the eternal Son of God. Here, Jesus gives them the answer they wanted. He says, I am from eternity the Son of God. There's your truth. Jesus, who died and rose again, is your living shepherd. And together with the Father and the Holy Spirit, he takes his flock safely in his care. 
listen to the voice of your shepherd. And listening to Jesus doesn't mean that you're going to go through some Christian instruction class or confirmation class and then you're done. Listening to him doesn't mean that you've heard him when you were a child and now you've decided to follow some other voice. Continue to listen and to follow your good shepherd, your good shepherd who has given you the promise of eternal life, the good shepherd who keeps you secure in his hands, who sets you free from destruction and death and the devil's schemes. As you join with the rest of God's flock, all those around this world who hear the voice of their good shepherd, and you say, I follow truth, truth that marches victorious over empty words. And with that, you have life.